Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation Radio it is high noon on a game day Thursday afternoon and that can only mean one thing it's time to get the pre pre pregame show started right here on SNR your unofficial kickoff all right noticed all sponsors attached to these things I said your unofficial kickoff. nah nah it's official today (laughs) your unofficial (laughs) pre pre pregame show the rare Steelers Blitz on a game day, it is a Thursday. We've got Stillers. We've got Vikings. One purple team to another. You know the drill. You want to get involved here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold this afternoon. Hit us up on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Duh. Body. We got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair on this show here. Yeah, I think you guys know that by now, but you also should know that that we love hearing from you guys on game days, the last show before the Steelers play. We always want your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions, but today we want your predictions as well, too. That's our promise to you. You tweet us your prediction for tonight, score prediction. If you want to attach a, you know, Najee Harris 100-yard game, TJ Watt, strip sack, whatever, some other predictions in there, you tweet those to us. We will read them off. Before we get out of here, Arthur Motes, it's a Thursday. It's a game day. How are we feeling, cousin? Well, I feel great first off, man. It was funny because you said the rare, you know, where we get to the pregame. To be fair, we do do this a few times a well, few times a year. I was laughing because I was like, we literally just did this last week. We <laughs> <laughs> was, like, was, was a Monday night football. It was like, man, we, we, yeah. we're, we're just doing this. a couple weeks again <laughs> when the Browns yeah. come to town for Monday night football. But it, but it is still rare, though. It is still rare. But I'm enjoying it, though, man. Uh, it's a great day today, man. Beautiful weather. You know, anytime we get that that nice frost. Uh-huh. Not not the full snow. Correct. But the nice frost. A little pep in your step in it the morning. It just makes me feel cold enough that I can enjoy my hot beverage, you know? So so I'm liking those things. And it's a game day, Simon. You can't go wrong with a game day as well, man. It's, it's a beautiful day, man. How can we go wrong, man? We cannot go wrong. We can't go wrong today. At least check back, you know, about 1130 midnight tonight. That's the only way this day could go wrong. That's the only way this day could go wrong. Mozi. I feel like it's worse when you lose in prime time. If we got to stay up later and you lose, I, I low key, I'm a little bit more perturbed when I come in the next day. Yeah, particularly I guess even Sunday night games. Technically, mm-hmm. you got to get up and go into work the next day. So you're mm-hmm. right. Actually, you play Sunday night, you play Monday night, you play Thursday night. One, you're the only show on television. Yeah. So if you lose, you know everyone's clowning you. And your mama know. And your mama knows. Yep. Your mama, her mama, mm-hmm. her neighbor's mama. Yeah, her neighbor's mama's mamas. Mama's 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 mama. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and, and you have to wake up early. You know, most people, you got to wake up early the next morning, get the kids ready for school, go to work, get your day started, all these things. Yeah. That's let's, the best uh, way to get the Grinch out of me. Let's keep the good vibes yeah. rolling tonight and into tomorrow. And we'll all just enjoy our Friday and enjoy our weekend on a two-game win streak. It is Steelers-Vikings tonight, Thursday night football. The Steelers' lone Thursday appearance this season. Motsi, right off the jump here, Question for you. I have the answers. What's it like playing in a dome? 
You like it? You um, dislike it? You you kind of no, in between honestly, on it? Um, Indifferent about it? Like, so in all seriousness, the Dome was actually the place that I hated playing the most. Really? Yeah, and it's going to be for health reasons. So obviously conditions are great when you're in the Dome because sure. you don't have to worry about the elements, right? Rain, cold, extreme wind. heat, wind. But at the same time, because you're in a Dome, the air for the players is a little bit different. So when you're talking about processing through like Ooh. what your body is normally accustomed sure. to, sure. For some reason, my body would struggle to oxygenate while I'm inside like a dome. In Denver. Yeah, so I wouldn't even run out of breath, but I would always get dehydrated and cramp up so fast. Yeah, like it's been games where I remember playing in Buffalo. We're playing in Toronto, and they had a dome up there, the Rogers Center. Mm-hmm. In every game we play. I might have finished only one of them because it was just, just going to be the oxygen se- tank se- severe on the dehi- no, to the, I got to go to the back of the IV type series. Mm. Like, yeah, Dang. it was just weird. But that was always the issue that I ran into in domes. Whereas if it's extremely cold, I'm fine because it's still getting your natural airflow sure. going in and out. Sure. If you're outside and it's extremely hot, all right, you hydrate, know the charge of that, but you yeah. still just over hydrate, yeah. but you're still getting the natural air. But it's something about when you're in the domes. Like even when we play on Thanksgivings in Indianapolis, those are other games where it's like, Man, I could play one play, and I'm running around. I'm just like, yo, why do I feel like this is nuts right now? Right. And that was just the severity that's of it. it. That's yeah. So for me, man, I absolutely hated playing in domes because of that, man. That makes sense. That really does. You gotta get those oxygen levels up. And, look, and you know when I found that it out? Bizarre. And guess when I found it out for the first time? So everybody talks about the game that I had where I had a big hit on a particular quarterback. Ah. Uh, that was my first time ever playing in a dome in Minnesota. Yeah. And where? Versus who? Mm. What, what was I? At? Who was I playing in against? Minnesota? Wait, who? Brett Favre? What was it? The who? Vikings? What's the team name again? <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, I'm going to say Lizzo better show up on game day now. But yeah, that's where it was at, man. Okay. That's when we kind of figured it out late in the game. Did you finish that game? Barely. Like, late in the game, I'm like cramping. I'm like, bro, why am what's I, going like, on? what's going on right now? And they're I'm like, out of shape. They're like, nah, man, with that the is, air. I was like, bro, that makes what? Sense. Yeah, it was crazy to me, man. Never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah so, so that's why for so me, I don't Andy, like those. Detroit, yeah. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta I guess, has yeah. the, they have yeah. a dome now, yep. yeah, and and obviously the Superdome mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Who? Yeah, that was that, that, that was oxygen. A, that was a very unique situation for me. Uh, certainly, I, I now that you lay that down, I would not have expected that, but that absolutely makes a lot of sense. That makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you were not expecting that I either. Was like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> what is going on here? I think the Monstars just zapped my town. Well, what's what happening? Happened? Why is my body feeling like this? Respond, normal, normal, please. Yeah. <laughs> Motsi, it is the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. tap for the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. I think, you know, this was something you and I discussed Monday and um, played some audio from Cam Hayward where he talked about this too. Uh, I did on Tuesday here on the show. The proverbial team that's backed into a corner, yeah. the team that is the wounded animal, right? The, the, the team that, that needs a victory, that has their backs against the wall, that has been embarrassed. That, that wants to go out there and, and get the bad taste out of their mouth and, and get things moving in the right direction. That was the Steelers last Sunday. Correct. They went to Cincinnati. They lost by 38 points. And, and Motsi, it wasn't one of those, ah, you know, the Bengals scored two garbage-time touchdowns and it looked worse than it was. No, it, it nah, felt— they, they lost by 38 it points. It felt like a 40-point like <laughs> loss in Cincinnati. That game felt like it was over halfway through the first quarter. Yeah. They heard a lot about how they stunk throughout that week. They heard a lot about questioning their effort and their preparation and their attitude and their physicality throughout that week. Even Wes called somebody soft that week, man. You I know did not. Wrong, I would man. never say that. Wes was like, man, I can't believe them boys. They playing super duper soft. I was like, Lord, Wes, where are we going? All right. 
Never. Tell them how you really feel. Never. I don't use that word, uh, particularly around grown athletes that can pick me up with one arm and squish me you, like you a said, mug. So, soft with a capital S and two T's. See, there you go. There you go. Winding it up again. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's game day. You know I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up right now. And I think you saw that play out with the Steelers. They spent all week stewing in that embarrassment, that anger, and, and they unleashed it on Baltimore on Sunday. Played um, – one of their better games, at least certainly on defense of the season. The offense with a, a really good fourth quarter to get the job done. They were a team that, you know, their pride was clearly on display on Sunday. They they did they stood in that all week and they responded. I think the Steelers were the proverbial wounded animal um, for pride reasons, for division, and for needing a win reasons. And they went out and they did that on Sunday. And you saw the performance against Baltimore. Moats, is it fair now? to say that the Steelers are going to have to match that same intensity and energy again just four days later because now the Vikings are the wounded, embarrassed animal because, make no mistake about this, they've been getting crushed. I did some research last night and this morning, right, when I'm getting ready for some stuff for today and for some stuff for the shows tomorrow. They're getting crushed by, by their fans, by their media. They lost to the Lions on Sunday. And so you want to talk about a team having their effort questioned. You want to talk about a team having their physicality questioned. They've been getting all that in the last three days after losing to the Detroit Lions. Motes, do the Steelers have to make sure there's no letdown in, in that regard? Do they have to come again with high intensity? Because now the Vikings are the team that's been embarrassed. Now the Vikings are the team that, that are going to be that wounded animal backed into a corner who, who really needs to get a victory. Yeah, 100%. And if they come in thinking anything otherwise, yeah, they, they, that's not very smart. And that's almost malpractice on their part because right. you have to understand this is the NFL guys are very prideful first off when it comes to their job their profession and nobody wants to be the team to lose to the team that hasn't won a game all season it's just flat out embarrassing like I just stated so with that being the case they are going to be amped up and you also have to remember this you know what they're telling themselves they're saying this okay well when the Steelers tied the lines they only were missing their quarterback that was it but Maybe it wasn't that big of a drop-off between Ben and Mason. That's what they would be saying. But for them, their excuse is, well, hey, man, we're missing our two best inside linebackers, our two best pass versus our best cornerback. We were missing uh, one of our offensive linemen. We were missing our running back. Our star wide receiver went out in the first quarter. Yeah. So they are going to say all of these things, and now that they have a lot of those players coming back, they're going to feel a lot more confident, a lot more opportunity, or a lot more um, – uh, optimistic about this opportunity against the Steelers team. So for a fact, Pittsburgh is going to have to come out and match that energy. And I do think they have to match it early because the yeah. Vikings, they aren't a team that are that's a juggernaut, right? They, they don't come out and just blow teams out. But they're a team, like most average teams are, that are very reliant and dependent upon that confidence, having that type of momentum early in games to make them feel like they have a shot. So with that being the case, don't allow a big play early. Don't allow them anything that can give them confidence early because a team like that, they're looking for a reason to believe that they're bad. They're looking for a sure. reason to just say, you know what, man, this ain't our year. We don't have it anymore. But you got to give them that reason. Because they're probably looking for a right. reason in the other direction too, a, exactly. a little spark of life Exactly. Too. So it's like, man, you're in the driver's seat. You can control this thing and really get rid of them early on a short week. On a short week, trust me. When you're when you're coming off of a loss and it's a short week, man. If if a team get up on you early, you Those already lumps you, you start thinking more. like, man, I'm still sore from Sunday, man. I ain't get that second massage in this week. Like, right. hold on, man. Right. Like, so that's the mentality. If you're Pittsburgh, you got to go in there and try to get it early. Yeah. 
I, I think that's well said. I One thing that I do not, no matter how the game goes tonight, I, I don't want to hear in the post game because I feel like this happens sometimes in these situations. Uh, we didn't match their intensity. I, I don't want to hear case, that. Right? I don't want to. I don't want to hear that because you, because you know it's coming. You got to be prepared for it. You got to mm-hmm. be ready uh, to, to match that. What's going to be a desperate team tonight? Say so you know exactly what time they're on in Minnesota. Yeah. Exactly. Arthur Motes. One of the things that we do on a Thursday, and I think it works out even better today. Free things Thursday, a mm-hmm. little scouting of our upcoming opponent. It's a simple concept. We take whoever the Steelers are about to play. And, of course, this week, that is tonight, the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, hey, hey. We say three things that we think they do well as a football team, three things that we like, you know, areas of their game or individuals that we think are pretty darn good, and then three dislikes, areas or individuals that that leave some to be desired that, you know, are uh, maybe subtractors from their success. Motsi? I want you to start, and since it's a feel-good Thursday here today, uh, give me your first like for the Minnesota Viking. Uh, this is super-duper simple. He goes by the name of Justin Jefferson, but I just call him Mr. Gritty. <sighs> As I'm doing the dance, ladies and gentlemen, that is the wide receiver touchdown dance. He made it really popular when he did it for about 20 yards out as a rookie. <laughs> For his first career touchdown. Yeah, you got to have some serious see, brass. We need a live stream of the show right now so hey. you guys can all see Arthur Muggs doing this You, you got to have some serious these brass. These moments when the show needs you to gotta be live know, streamed. You got to know that you are really that guy to do those type of dances, and he has done that, and he has been that guy since stepping into this league. So, yes, Justin Jefferson is the first thing that I like. Oh, Motsi, it's funny you say that mm-hmm. because first on my list – is also Mr. Justin Jefferson. Hey, hey, hey. You know, we didn't um, do kind of top – we had a lot going on this summer in terms of the show and, and a ton of Steeler things to talk about. It wasn't as much like the summer before where it was a pandemic and nothing going on right. and, and no off-season activities where we did all of our top ten lists across the NFL. We did. I think we did that for maybe a couple positions this year, but I don't think we did for wide receiver. If we would have, Justin Jefferson would be in my top five. Uh, obviously. I mean, off the top of my head – you know, and this is in no particular order. It's Adams, it's Jefferson, it's Hopkins, it's Diggs. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the mm-hmm. those are, those are the guys at the top of the pyramid right now. Um, and I'm sure I probably forgot a name or two, but but those the, those are the guys. That's that's the new wave. You know, for years we debated AB and Julio, and you know Michael Thomas and OBJ right. were in that conversation at times. But but it is this new wave. Justin Jefferson is at the forefront of that. My goodness, is he electric? And uh, let's just hope they they keep that electricity bottled up tonight. Yes, I would definitely hope that. Um, if you're Coach Tomlin, if you're Keith Butler, no smoking mirrors tonight. You could let them all know we're triple teaming him. Okay, <laughs> just just come off of that. I'll do it. Just triple team. Okay. Completely agreed. Second thing about the Vikings that you think they have going for them that you like, Arthur Motes. Well, I'm glad you said that I like because I do like that. I like that a lot. And his oh, name no. is Captain Kirk oh, no. Cousins. Now, what do I look like coming in here talking about three things I like about the Vikings and not mentioning Kirk Cousins as much as I talk positively about Kirk Cousins? And let's be real, he's still having a Kirk Cousins-esque season where he is going to put up good numbers, where he's going to protect the ball he doesn't turn the ball over he's what 25 3 interception to touchdown ratio that that's what he does but at the same time I know exactly who he is he is a good but never great quarterback forever a top 15 never a top five guy Chipotle and the reason why I like that is because I know exactly what he is he's going to make some throws tonight where we're going to be like wow he's elite 
He's going to have some throws where we're going to say, mm, that's Kirk. He's going to have a moment where he might look like he's leading the game winning drive. But at the same time, it would not surprise me if he came on there and, and, you know, peed on his leg in that last little bit of time because they play a, what, every game they played this season, like we said yesterday, one score game. So the whole blowout mantra that I know people want to think about, I just don't really see that happening, okay? Just based on what we know about our team mm-hmm. and what we know about their team. Correct. Neither one of these teams screen blowout. I would okay? expect a close game tonight. Yes, absolutely. That means if the Steelers do start slow in the first half, don't bail, all right? Don't Correct. Go to bed. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or so, if the Steelers are up big at halftime, maybe don't go to bed either. Don't bail. <laughs> don't bail. But uh, but, but Kirk Cousins, man, being able – like I said, I put a premium on consistency. Yeah. I put a premium on me knowing what you knowing are. Knowing what you got. And if you're just a seven, I'm fine with that because he's going to play at a seven every week. Whereas when we talk about – other quarterbacks. You mean like a 7 out of 10. Right, right, right. Whereas like other quarterbacks, they might look like a 9 one week and then look like a 3 the next week and then they might look like an 8 this week and then they're a 5. And it's like, I don't know which version is going to show up. I really don't. That sounds a lot like Baker Mayfield that you just described right there. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't the only one. But yeah, for a fact, though, it's like it's one of those situations where how can I, as an offensive coordinator, how can I, as an offense, have an identity if I don't know what you are? And when you watch the Vikings, when they know what they're doing in terms of we're going to run this ball, we're going to let Kirk take his shots downfield to Justin and Adam Thielen when yeah. they're both available, that's when Kirk is at his best. When Kirk is forced to throw it, 40, 50 times without the running game, he struggles. But at the same time, he's going to look good because he is a good quarterback. He's just never going to be a great quarterback, and that's forever going to be the knock on him. But I don't look at it as a knock. I actually think of it as a good thing. I like that. I'll piggyback off of that a little bit, okay? So this morning when I was putting some notes together, when I was prepping for this, when I was getting my three things down. You prep? I thought we just show up. Well, I'm a combination of Booby Miles. Uh Uh-huh. And Booby Miles. the hardest working man in show business, all right? I'm a, I'm a mix between what? all I got to do is show up. It's just God-given, and I do work pretty hard at this thing because I'm you know, I'm just a nerd. I'm, I'm not an ex-athlete. I got to work at this thing. I got to put in the whoa, time. Whoa, whoa, Ex-athletes. Well, I know you put in the still, time and you I'm work at say, this thing. That, I didn't mean You're right. That came out. I, no, I, no, because I, I you, but you way, can't but, tell the difference, though. You can definitely tell the difference. But I got to, you know, yeah. I've got to be on my P's and Q's. I'm with you. Because people will call me an idiot pretty quickly. Well, and they'll just call me a dumb jock. <laughs> oh, here he goes telling war stories again. Most, so, yeah. when I was doing some research this morning, when I was putting together this list, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but shout out to our guy Matt Williamson, host of The yeah, Drive here Matt, on SNR. Matt, mm-hmm. He puts together like a great dossier on Ooh. every Steelers matchup. I where see he, you dropping the he, vocab. He emails it to me and a couple other people, Bob Labriola, a couple other people, and it's just got oh. all kinds of information. Oh, oh, oh. So he emails it to y'all? So you want to get on the list? Wow. What, you need to go to mattwilliamson.com and get on the email wow. list. Wow. <laughs> you think you know it. So so y'all basically, we co-workers then. Okay, I got it. We co-workers then. Okay. All right. Co-worker. <laughs> Mm, yeah. now, I don't have a partner in crime. I have a coworker. Yep. You mentioned <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, coworker. Is there something that you want to know, coworker? Huh? You huh? mentioned yeah. I, I'm in my feelings, coworker. I mean, you guys do stuff on Steelers <laughs> TV together. No, I mean... cl- cl- clearly, we're coworkers as well. Okay, so clearly, I just, I'm surrounded by a bunch of coworkers. Huh? Huh? Go see if those guys wow. walk in here before we get I out of here. Th- th- those coworkers. <laughs> well, he sounds hideous. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this morning, right, Motes? I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's the disconnect between Kirk Cousins' stats mm-hmm. and what we all know is the narrative around him? Yeah. 25, 
if 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 Brady or Rodgers or Ben or mm-hmm. any big name quarterback, Lamar, Baker, Justin Herbert, I mean any big name quarterback, Russell Wilson, if they had, if they were interception to touchdown, touchdown to interception ratio right now was twenty five to three. People would be going nuts. People wouldn't shut up about it. Every yep. football fan in the world would know that stat. So I'm trying. Where's the disconnect? Why do they do this? How is it that Kirk has such a great touchdown to interception ratio? What's 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 behind all this? And one thing that I fa- found that was very interesting that I think really allows them to hit those big plays with Thielen and with um and with Justin Jefferson on a consistent basis throughout the season. What allows the pass game to open up for Kirk Cousins to be able to have that type of success? Motsi, this team consistently hits big plays on the ground. They definitely do. I was looking through Matt Williamson's numbers. Eight runs of 20 or more yards on the season, okay? That's top 10 in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 39 runs of 10 or more yards. That's top 15 in the NFL. They they consistently hit big plays on the ground. They have uh, 47 runs that I would consider, you know, big runs on the year. That opens up everything in the pass game. That makes life a lot easier on Kirk Cousins. And I know that works both ways. Kirk has to hit those passes and that allows them to keep people honest. Um, but that's something that I like about the Vikings. I did not know that. I, f- I kind of researched through that this morning. Big plays on the ground. A lot of runs of 20 yards or more. A lot of runs of 10 yards or more. Whew. It's pretty clean. Shout out, clean. shout out to Matt Williamson for the, for, the, for the assist. If only we were uh, friends and not coworkers, I would shout him out as well. But since we're just coworkers, huh. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, Moti's in his feelings over I, here on I Thursday. I am. I am. So, you know, I don't even like that point. Mm-mm. That point ain't even good anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I came with it all myself. I got no help. Oh, there we go. You know, I love the point. Now, I, you know, I agree with that point if you came up with it. But if it, if it's Matt, you know, I don't, I don't like that point as much. Okay? But I like that, though. I like that. All right, so for me, man, my last thing that I, I do like a lot, though, about this uh, team is their kickoff return unit. Um, I believe the the return his name is Kenny and and Wangu I think he said in Wangu but man he's house two already this season right but when he gets the ball he's electric you watch him this last game against the Lions see I think he has a 55 60 yard return as well they just is one of those things where you don't see a lot of teams being able to weaponize the special teams element you don't see a lot of teams being able to make splash plays consistently in that element. Yeah. We're one of those teams where we're showing we're not doing it necessarily as returning, but we're doing it in the form of blocking punts, right? So that is something that we've weaponized. It's, it's, it's cool. It's got us out of a stadium. For them, similar, but now for them it's the return man element. And I mean the history of the Vikings too, when you think about it, going back, Cordell Patterson, he was an elite mm-hmm. returner while he was there for those guys mm-hmm. as well. So they've done this, you know, in this past decade. So for me, man, watching him though on tape, watching how that all or that special teams unit responds when he has the ball, yeah, I, I definitely like that a lot. I dig that. That's a good one. I'm surprised you didn't mention Mr. Blaming Onion. Well, you know, I thought about it, but mate. We did talk about him. I, I, I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you know, we 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 got beef. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all tried to get my dog up out of here. You know what I'm saying? One time with the head shake, y'all thought he died, but nah, he came back around the corner like Fifty Cent did. Now y'all over here like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's playing many men. <laughs> Wish that for pun me. And you see his net punt, boy. You gonna see? He got a strong leg. You better watch him, cause he is my favorite Aussie man. <laughs> many men, uh, many, 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 many men. 
put another shrimp on the Bobby for Bory. Don't play with that, homie. Have mercy on my Aussie. Have mercy. Oh, so with his leg turned cold, and he put that coffin punt. Uh huh. And he do do the coffin punt. All right, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. That's my dog. Yeah, no, I love oh, my just man. Just tuning up for later on for the here we go. Oh, talk. Come on, man. You, you thought we was gonna come here on a game day and not have a little bit of the extra hygiene? Listen, Stop it. I put in the tweet today that we were gonna be turned up. At high noon. So, I mean, we we, uh, we were turned up at high noon. No, that's, that's a great one for you. My third and final like for the Minnesota Viking. The middle of the defense. The athleticism. Oh, yes. And the speed yes. and the talent and the – oh, you like this. I know you always love it when I use the British terms. In the middle of the park for the oh. Vikings defense. Oh, there you go. You know, we say middle of the field. In, yeah. in, in, in bloody London, it's middle of the park. You know, he patrols the middle of the park so well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moats, it's a, it's a Tomlinism, right? That if you have a slow middle of your defense, you have a slow defense. No question. That and that is one hundred percent accurate. The Vikings are the opposite of that. Um, Eric Kendricks, love Anthony him. Barr. I love think. Him. Well, not nah, nah, I don't love Barr. Love Kendricks, like Barr. Love Kendricks, like Barr. I think Nick Vigil is a good guy as well too. Is. Is, is like your third guy in that conversation. You might be familiar with him. He spent some time with Cincinnati. The middle of their defense. Like I'm not saying that they have Bobby Wagner, you know, studs there. But, man, they are athletic. They can move side to side. They're quick. And, again, I, I think that's a true thing. It, you, yeah. If you have a fast middle of your, the field for your defense, you got a fast defense. If you're slow there, you're slow on defense. Mike Tomlin says it all the time. I'm going to take his word for it. Yeah. That's one thing that I think the Vikings have going for them. And certainly. to piggyback on that also, I know what you said about Kendricks not being on Bobby Wagner's level, but he's not far off of that. The, one, the, the biggest difference, I think Kendricks is a better cover guy than Wagner. I think Wagner is a better run supporter, though. Wagner definitely plays downhill a lot better, a lot more physical. Yeah. But Kendricks, I mean, he's, his he's ability to very cover. Underrated. Yeah, his ability to cover. It's one of those things. If he was playing in a bigger market or on a more just more prominent brand in today's media because we don't talk about Minnesota like that. They're not the dogs of their uh, of their division. It's, you know, Green Bay. Or they talk in Chicago. That's just how it goes. But with Kendricks, man, he is a really, really good linebacker in this league. To yeah. me, a top five linebacker when we're doing when we're ranking inside off ball guys, he's in that conversation legitimately. Yep. And I just think that it's one of those things, like you said, not a lot of exposure. He's not talked about nowhere near enough. But he is like that. Bar, I think, is good and rangy. Really rangy, but I don't He's a good Robin. Yes. Yeah. That that's a perfect way to put it. He's good a good Robin. He's a good Robin. I was like, I don't love anything about his game, yeah. but I like a lot of things but about But you don't him. hate like you don't right, really right, hate right. anything about his you, game. You can either. win with him. You could definitely you win with him. You know what he him. is? Chipotle. Oh my gosh. I don't like you. I don't like you at all. I like you more than I than I like okay. my coworker. Actually, no, you're a coworker too because you didn't tell me. You didn't forward the email to me. You coworker, so you know what? I don't like Chipotle now. Well, listen, huh. right, this is where I gotta have I'm an more, edge. I'm more right? of a Moe's guy. You're the you're the football expert on this show. Yes. You're the one who spent a decade in the NFL. I gotta Fair. bridge that gap somehow. Oh, here he goes. It's not you seeking comfort, man. <laughs> I gotta bridge that gap somehow. Now, now you wanna bridge the gap. Or else I'm gonna come in here one day. My key card isn't gonna work, and they're gonna give it to you, and you just be hosting <laughs> now, the show. Now, all now all you wanna be a bridger of gaps. A bridger. Wow. That's take, what we doing now. We're going to take our first break on the show here, and we're going to bridge the gap to get to our buddy Brian Bacco, of course, on a Thursday. As always, it's a game day Thursday. We'll continue the pre-pre-pre-game show with the Batman when we return on the other side, talking a little Steelers, talking a little Vikings with our good friend of the show. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.